0: Hello, beautiful listeners, and thank you for tuning in to Writing Our Way to Wellness, a podcast produced by Girls Right Now and hosted by me, Sally Familia. Writing Our Way to Wellness is a podcast where Girls Right Now community members of all ages, racial and cultural backgrounds, careers, and crafts engage in holistic conversations about wellness in relation to the art of writing. From avid journalists to authors committed to passing down the tools they have learned to survive the silly world, Writing Our Way to Wellness is the bridge that leads us to gentle hearts and creative minds. Hello again beautiful listeners and happy Latinx heritage Month! Welcome to another episode of Writing Away to Wellness hosted by Girls Right Now. My name is Sally Familia, host and producer of the podcast and today I am joined by Arnel Calderon, Menti alum and writer. As two Latinx artists we are gathering today to talk about ancestral and familial healing in the Latinx community. Really excited to be engaging in this conversation as this topic has been my guiding light for like the last seven years. Uh, I'm a Dominican immigrant raised in Washington Heights, so I'm very passionate about the intersection of healing cultural and ancestral traumas. And I'd like to start with a poem that I wrote about this very topic uh, called Where a Gas Station Used to Be. There are parents who present pain with a name, like Ava or Angel in a Body, which they used to play with at a park by their school or an empty lot that was a gas station, that was a home for other children that, when laughing, made the blood of their mom or their dad or their grandmother boil like soup. Every time a small body shrieked with joy, the parents were made fireworks. Bones snapped and popped just enough to blame it on the laughing angel. Tongues burst into flames. Their fists cracked the bedroom wall before the dust came, before they were able to see past an aging pain. Always familiar, familial, and passed down like precious recipes. The children forced into growing bodies could only get so close. All right, thank you so much. And again, I want to welcome Arnaud Calderon. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much, Sally. That was so beautiful.
0: Thank you, I appreciate it. So I would like to start uh, by giving you the space to just share a little bit about yourself and why you chose to join us in this conversation today.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, So I am a writer from Harlem, New York City.
0: Um, I come
1: from Garifuda, Honduran immigrant parents who came to New York City in the mid-late 80s. And um, a lot of my work is centered around exploring lineage and ancestral familial dynamics. And so I also grew up in a family filled with women, mostly raised by women. And a lot of what I was curious about as a child um, started to bloom even more as a writer.
0: And
1: I, when you reached out to me, I was really interested in participating in this conversation because it felt like I was given the space or opportunity to be curious about some things that I wasn't able to as a little girl.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that last part a lot. And thank you for joining us. I am very adamant by, by going by uh, intuition and alignment. And I'm very glad to hear that this really is um, a topic that speaks to you and that you've already been exploring um, and spending time with. That's phenomenal. And I love uh, hearing about a little bit about your, your ancestry and your history, so thank you for sharing that as well. So I'm wondering, what does ancestral or familial healing mean to you?
1: Mm, um, that is a very loaded, <laughs> layered question, and i I have conversations with. Um, my very close friends a lot about this. And I I think what I would like to share in this moment is right now what ancestral and familial healing means to me is um, honoring stories that weren't able to be shared or expressed. Um, honoring those stories that might be painful or too scary to look back or to speak onto. Um, And I say that because for me personally, uh, a good chunk of um, my familial or ancestral trauma is around silence and quietness. And so it is healing for me when there is language. And I guess that's what also brings me to writing as well. The process of creating and discovering language to me is um, not only healing, but very difficult. And so I imagine that ancestral and familial healing to be this ongoing, difficult process of making language and for
0: things that we couldn't. Thank you so much for saying that. I resonate a lot about the silence. And when I was uh, writing down the questions for this uh, conversation, I actually had a conversation about silence. Um, And for some reason, I decided not to go with it, but I was thinking a lot about that and how uh, in Latinidad and just uh, history, a lot of history attached to Uh, enslavement, there's so much silence because of, of course, the immense trauma and these horrors that we're experiencing in these cultures and in these communities. I was thinking about my my grandmother and how we don't know anything from her history because she just doesn't speak. You ask her questions and she's a very quiet and silent person. Um, So I, I appreciate you bringing that up because it is something that I was thinking a lot about uh, before preparing for this conversation. So thank you. Yeah so I wanted to ask you, are there any parts and a lot of these questions are very reflective so of course just feel free to share as much as you uh, feel comfortable with but are there parts of you or your relationship to culture as an afro-latinx person that are do you feel that are currently being called uh, to be healed?
1: Hmm. I'm thinking about what you just shared about Mm -hmm. your grandmother. and um, I've been in similar positions as well where I would ask an elder about who they were um, or where they were from. And they would give me these really weird, fragmented answers (laughs) Answers <laughs> that um, that have a lot of quietness over it, and I'm thinking in relation to myself as a a black line next person. Um, there is a need for me to heal my inclination to want to silence myself and to quiet my curiosities and writing as a practice for me has been a way to um, reckon with both of those things but also um, heal those things so I am able to tell the stories that I that I'm curious about and the stories that I want to tell. And so silence for me has always, silence and quietness has always been easier because it has given me a lot of control. And when I would ask my grandmother questions or not questions and they would give me these fragmented answers that don't fully, always fully answer the question, I... Growing up, as I grew up, I started to understand that they were trying to maintain control over their agency and their autonomy um, by not sharing. And that, to me, is very, very important. But I can also see the ways that that can be extremely detrimental and unhealthy. And so I am currently trying to navigate what to me is me retreating to quiet as a way to um, explore what I'm interested in and what to me is me retreating to quiet because I'm afraid of being witnessed.
0: Uh, As you were speaking, I've... Felt so seen because I resonate so much with that, with the silence, the control, uh, sense of agency, using silence um, and retreating into oneself and uh, choosing, choosing isolation and um, purposely not allowing yourself to even have a community or feel like you're safe. And that, of course, all of that has to do with history, um, and how all of those things are passed down. Because as you were speaking and you were talking about the way that you grapple with silence um, in connection to your culture and your family, I was just like, yeah, like because it's passed down. It's something that it's taught, something that is learned. And a lot of times just uh, by observing that, that's how you learn to navigate your world. Um, and I think it's beautiful how you found writing, Um as a way to navigate that and hopefully break that silence and allow yourself to speak up and allow yourself to share more about yourself, um, whether that be pieces that you keep to yourself or just pieces that you share with the world. Um, and I know that as a girls right now, a um, mentee alum, you had a lot of opportunities to nav- um, navigate a lot of these emotions and your culture and your history through writing. So I'm wondering, how do you use writing to explore that relationship with your ancestry and
1: Um, I write fiction. I love short story writing, and I fell in love with it at 16 years old when I joined Girls Right Now. Um, shout out to Mariah. Um, <laughs> and I didn't realize what I was doing when I was writing those stories when I was 16. A lot of the stories that I was writing was centered on family and um, dynamics between the women in my family. Um, But I didn't give it much intentional thought around it because as a a teenager um, family and I guess lineage were things that just felt very, not only dear to me, but also um, a very normal thing to engage with. And so, short fiction, for me, short story writing, um, I find it to be a really powerful medium to exploring worlds of familial dynamics and how complex and complicated they are, as they are in the conversation with history, with trauma, and identity. Um, but again, these were things that I wasn't thinking about as a 16-year-old. I was thinking about um, what I've witnessed as a child from the women the women in my family that stuck with me, and was really clinging on to those images, and felt compelled to write them. Um, but growing up, my curiosity about what those images um, were grew deeper and stronger. And so writing has been really helpful for me to investigate um, what it means to be in connection and in intimacy or intimate spaces with family. And as a lesbian, my sense of family is way bigger than familial. And so that is something that I have also been interested in as someone who is really grounded in my friendships with other women and people.
0: I appreciate you bringing in a soul family and chosen family into that uh, because so much of that is in alignment with our history. It really is. I think that we call in uh, the people in our circles, uh, depending on what it is that we're navigating through, what we need at that time. And I appreciate you, I guess, reminding us that family is not just blood family. It can be chosen um, and it can be soul family and you can heal in communities uh, that are not just a blood family you can heal those relationships with the family that you grew up um yeah. with another set of uh familial figures I guess that'll that offer you that support and that but you've always deserved. So I'm wondering I, I'd love to hear a little bit excuse me. I'd love to hear a little bit about what does healing in community look like to you.
1: These are very beautiful questions, (laughs) Sally. Healing and community looks like to me would be... What that would look and feel like to me would be given the space to be free and when I say free, I mean being able to show parts of myself that I will generally want to have. And when I feel like I am in, in community with someone or with a set of community and that feels healing. I feel like I am more compelled to share than than to hide. And so, having a, a healing community is what is able to make room for me to find language for joy, for grief, for anger, and that all of that is very crucial to the writing practice for me.
0: I love that answer. I love that answer so much. I've been feeling so present in this conversation um, and again, just very seen. So I I appreciate your thoughtful answers and the the time we're taking to share your answers with us. I, love what you said about when being in a community where you where it feels healing you have that space it's being in a community where you want to show yourself where you want to actually be seen and you want to make that effort to show parts of yourself in that, that to that community that you may not have had the maybe had the opportunity to share in your upbringing um because of you know familial dynamics or just aspects of Culture that don't allow you that space to actually be seen um, and actually be yourself, and I resonate resonate a lot with uh, what you said about queerness. And I know that at least for me, my experience coming out in a Dominican immigrant family as a Dominican immigrant <laughs> was not
1: the most pleasant. Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. Um,
0: and I'm not asking you to speak on that if you don't feel comfortable, but yeah, uh, I just, I know that it, what it can look like and what that process can be when you have this community that you did not choose. And now you have to navigate how to be yourself and grow into yourself in a community that might not be as open-minded or as accepting as you wish that they were Um, and I've learned a lot about compassion through my own work looking into like history and ancestry I think that history plays a huge role um, in our healing and I I guess I want to hear a little bit about how you because you mentioned history before so I'm wondering, like, are you somebody who just looks looks into like history for fun? Are you a history nerd? Do you just look into it for your own purposes, your own healing? How do you I guess spend time with history and whatever whatever history looks like to you? Please uh, share a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, of course. Well, I love history. <laughs> um, not not just my familial history, but um, I've always just been really really enamored by the act of um, revisiting and um, history has just been really a really cool outlet for me to do that and in terms of my familial history I am as an adult am always asking questions about that whenever I engage with my family um and I ask a lot of questions about that because I have a desire to fill in, I guess what you might call holes or gaps of um, flashes of memory that don't fully make sense to me right now, but might make sense to me if I were to ask my mom, or uh, my grandmother, my aunt, what happened and engaging with with their history, with my history has been crucial to me and in, in the sense of being able to, like you shared, build and cultivate compassion. And that cultivation of compassion, makes its way to the writing and what I extend to a character or a place that I'm building. Um, And I'm interested in, in my familial history in a way that I want to create. I desire to create worlds that are rich and that are not easy to categorize because that's the world that I come from. It's very contradictory and complicated. And so when I ask those questions, when I have asked those questions around um, my family history. Um, and it's been very important to me in the practice of character development and the writing place in, in my work. And it's also something that draws me to other writers as well. And one writer that I'm thinking of in particular that I've grown to love in the past two years is um, Randall Keenan who passed away um, unfortunately in 2020. He was this black gay Southern writer and his first and only novel was A Visitation of Spirits. And it's probably my favorite novel and it is, a, it is a novel that is about a boy. His name is Horace Cross. I believe he's 15 years old. And he comes to the realization that he's gay. And in that realization, he desires to turn himself into a bird. And so he um, does this ritual on himself to try to turn himself into a bird. But in the process of that, becomes possessed by an evil spirit. And in that possession, it brings him through his familial history and lineage. And that novel opened up a world for me. Um, and it opened up a world for me in terms of my love and interest in my, my love and interest in History, archiving, all those things, because I started to reconcile the fact that even though there might be a desire for myself or for others, sort of for the people that I love and I like to be free, that cannot be possible without revisiting. Um, It can't be possible without looking back, even if it's painful and so history is that is that crux for me even if it's sometimes painful that I have to take a step back and not look I think it's really important for me to be able to witness that in order to be able to do the kind of work that I feel compelled to do it's a very long answer. <laughs> it's
0: a very long answer. No, <laughs> it's a phenomenal answer. And I'm glad that you took your time to answer that um, and to share out of that. So, no, please don't worry about it. You can take as long as you want to answer your questions. Uh, the point is that we want to hear you, and uh, you deserve that space to share that. So, no worries about that. I loved hearing about how you interact with history. Uh, you mentioned memory, you've mentioned uh, the need to look back, even if it's painful, uh, even if it's triggering. I do agree that it is very important to give yourself, once you're ready, of course, to give yourself that space to look back, whether that's your familial history, your cultural history, the history of your island, the history of your lands, or whatever that is, I do think it's important because all of that speaks to who you are. All of that has led to where you are and who you are. Uh, and I think it's so valuable to do that, not only for the sake of humanity, but also just for the sake of your, the people that come after you, because at the end of the day, you're a living ancestor. uh, And there's things that you want to make sure that you're doing in this lifetime to pass that forward uh, for those that come after you. So I think that's why I gravitate to conversations like this and uh, the topic of just healing, because I know the importance of of ancestry we're currently living a life where we're looking back to our ancestors and seeing mm-hmm. how their actions and the lives that they have lived have added to our current mm-hmm. lives and how mm-hmm. they've affected it so i know that i take that responsibility <laughs> that responsibility very seriously um, yeah. as a living ancestor in my in my life in my community um i wanted to ask you to just and on a hopeful note, uh, and not that this conversation hasn't been hopeful or positive, I think it's been very constructive and necessary. And you shared so much uh, so much insight about healing and community and history. So thank you for that very much. So. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, what are your hopes for your family and for your community? I know this is a very general question, but what comes to mind? What are your hopes for your family and your community?
1: My whole hopes <laughs> for my family and my community is largely around wanting them to experience pleasure to the utmost ability, and I I take pleasure in seeing. Uh, my family and people in my community eat good food and go out dancing and laugh and tell jokes and be silly. Um, So my, my hope would be for us to have more experiences with pleasure and desire and to share that with others.
0: That's a fantastic answer. I completely agree. Uh, I'm definitely one of those people that, like, if I see people feeling joy, I start crying. I'm that kind of empath. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I feel like... Yeah. Are you a Pisces? I'm a Sagittarius, but in the Pisces house. So You're a Sagittarius? You tell them, to, you tell them, uh, them
1: Interesting, that. interesting.
0: What are you yeah, not yeah, yeah.
1: talking
0: about <laughs> now, now I'm curious.
1: Um, I, I'm, a, I'm an Aries Sun, your
0: hey. Moon, Cancer rising. Eh? <laughs> I knew there was a water sign in there somewhere the way you speak. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, I I love that answer about pleasure and joy and doing the things that they desire because I that when I look at my family, that's all I want. My, I have a family full of artists. I'm in a very special situation where every single person in my family is an artist but none of them were able to actually be artists. Um, and I am so grateful to be now in a position as the last immigrant in my entire family to be able to work for Girls Right Now where I'm constantly around art and I, have, I, work, I was able to go to college and study creative writing, like for fun. <laughs> yeah.
1: right? like, yeah, I've had all beautiful. these pleasures.
0: Thank you. And now I know that I'm working toward providing spaces for my family to allow themselves to finally be artists and remind them that they can do that. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter the age, it doesn't matter the language, whether you know English or not, it really doesn't matter if that to be able to make art is such a beautiful experience and it's a pleasure. And as you said, our communities deserve joy and deserve pleasure. So I really love that answer. Thank you so much for that. And again, I say thank you again for everything you've said. Um, I know that you have a writing prompt for us, and I would love to give you the space to share that.
1: Yeah, I do, I do. But I do want to say thank you to you for all these amazing questions and hearing your poem in the beginning. Um, Is it published anywhere that I can read it?
0: This poem is not published yet,
1: no, but I can send it to you. I will will send it to you. Yeah, please send it to me. Um, Yeah, I do have a prompt. Um, so visit a body of water and imagine yourself as an ancestor. Your reader is the water and they want to know a secret about your lineage.
0: That is such a beautiful prompt. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I, I'm excited to engage with that and I hope that our listeners, if you engage with this prompt, please share this with me. You can email me, saliagirlsrinal.org because I would love to share these pieces with Arnel if you engage with this writing prompt. This has been another wonderful episode of Writing A Way To Wellness. Thank you again, Arnel, for this fantastic conversation. And thank you listeners for tuning into another episode with us. Uh, we'll connect soon. Thank you. In deep gratitude to Mentia alum, Arnel Calderon, for such a grounding and heartwarming conversation about community healing, chosen family, and the pleasure of joy. Thank you again for joining us for another episode of Writing Our Way to Wellness, a podcast published bi-weekly on Thursdays. Follow along as we foster spaces where emotions are seen with an open heart and words received with reverence. Make sure to never miss an episode by subscribing to the Girls Right Now sub at girlsrightnowmedia.org and catch us wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is a production of Girls Right Now. It was edited and recorded by me, Sally Familia, and produced with the support of Vani Cura and Catherine Dustin. Thank you always for your time and energy, and remember to hold your family close.